You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And in today's episode, I have got some nuggets of wisdom based on years and years of experience to share with you guys. But before we dive in, listen, I am so sorry that you did not get an episode from me last week. Trust me. You did not want an episode from me last week. I had the worst cold and almost kind of borderline sinus infection, but I asked you guys on social media what to do when you feel like a head cold is coming on, and you gave me so many suggestions from elderberry syrup to oregano and peppermint oil and lemon and diffusers. And I have been taking all of your suggestions, and I it took me an entire week to get over this cold. I actually lost my voice last weekend, so there was no recording happening. And I didn't actually get my normal voice back until after Christmas. So I took a week off, and I rested, and I really allowed myself to heal. And I'm coming back better than ever, and I feel great, and I'm ready to celebrate the end of 2019. You were actually getting this episode. It is going live on New Year's Eve, which means there is so much to celebrate. And today we're going to talk a little bit about this concept. I don't know if you've heard it, but there's a book. It's called Eat That Frog. And I, I love the book. I read it when I very first started in network marketing in 2011. It's by Brian Tracy. It's called Eat That Frog. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But on this episode, you know, I want to talk with you about reflection of your goals. And I want to talk to you about creating just realistic expectations for where you want to be and what that is actually going to look like. But before we dive in, let's give our listener of the week, I almost forget to do this every single time I do a podcast episode, but over on iTunes, if you head over there, if you subscribe to the Women Inspiring Women podcast, you will get updates when my podcasts go live. And if you leave me a rating and review, it also helps me move up in the rankings, but it also helps me know what resonates most with all of you. I love when you tag me on Instagram in your stories when you listen to a podcast episode. So please keep that coming. All right. So Lindsay said, Lindsay Doling Jeff was the listener of the week and she said, it's one of my favorites. And I'm so excited when I see Melanie has dropped another episode. I followed her advice forever, it seems, and she's helped me grow my business so much. Thanks for the motivation. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for being the listener of the week. I really appreciate your review. And you're right, I started out with my Business Tip Tuesday on Facebook. I used to do it as a live video every Tuesday at 10 a.m. It moved over to my business page. Then it became podcast, and I have done them on YouTube forever. And I just, the power of video and training, not only is video a passion of mine, speaking is a passion, mentoring, coaching you guys through business is just something I love. And I am so grateful for the Facebook 
Facebook platform, for IGTV, for YouTube, for podcasting, to be a way to connect with so many of you to help you reach the goals that you've set for yourself. So that makes me just so excited that you are getting so much value out of what I share. Okay, let's, let's tune in. So I've been spending the past couple of weeks really diving into myself and asking myself, you know, based on 2019, what, what went well? What didn't go well? What am I proud of? What am I not proud of? Where do I feel like I could step up my social game? You know, what did I, what blew my mind that I never saw coming? And I have to say that there were a lot of things that I put on the vision board for 2019 that didn't happen. All right. So let me just walk you through a few things. I wanted to have eight paid speaking engagements in 2019 and that didn't happen. And I, I thought for sure, oh my gosh, like I've, I've been speaking in the Beachbody network for so many years. I'm their main stage presenter for four years in a row. I've done their leadership conferences. I've spoke at new leader conference, their summits, all of this stuff. Right. So I've been really, really involved in, in Beachbody. I've even started to do some some speaking outside of Beachbody, but it was much harder as I started to move into this space than I had anticipated because you're credible in one area, but that doesn't always transfer to other areas of your life. And so I realized that there were some things I sort of needed to step up and that was creating a media kit and making sure that I had, you know, my speaker kit and that I was really creating that portfolio of, of sample content that I could share with other people. And so I didn't take off of my vision board that I want to be a highly sought after keynote speaker. I just changed. I just added it to my vision board for this year. I realized that, you know what? I learned a lot in 2019. I learned what worked and what didn't work. I humbled myself enough to know that, hey, you sometimes got to start over and that you've got to prove yourself. And, and I've done it once before and I'll do it again. So on my vision board for 2020 went to be a highly sought after keynote speaker. Another thing that was that I found out that I've been putting on my vision board for two years, and I didn't realize it until I started going back and doing a little reflection on things I put on my vision board in the past is, oh my gosh, I have been saying that I am not going to be on my phone in the evenings. I'm not going to work at night. I'm not going to do evening calls for two years, and it still hasn't happened. So this year I put it on my vision board, but then I started to actually take some action. You guys, I messaged my um, people that asked me to do evening calls and I let them know that here's my schedule. My schedule, I'm available Monday, Wednesday, Friday from eight to four. If you would like to schedule a call, I'd be happy to be your guest speaker, but these are my available times. I started creating my calendar for 2020 and when I'm going to be hosting team calls and one-on-ones and mentoring people. And guess what's not on there? Any calls and during the evening. Also, I started to get out my calendar and say, what do I need to do during the day so that I don't need to work in the evenings? Because I understand that maybe when my kids were little, life was a little different. When Matt worked full time and I had both boys at home, I had no other choice but to put them to bed and go to work. I had no other choice but to have him you know, play with the boys on a Saturday and Sunday morning or go do something while I could tie up some loose ends. Like I, we, That was the period of life that we were in at that time. But I'm eight years into this business and my kids are in school full time and my husband is, is at home, which means we're building the business together. So there's absolutely no reason 
that I can't be getting the work done during the day. It's an inefficiency on my part. So clarity in that, knowing that I am even going into 2020 saying, what are the most important things that you need to be focusing your time on? What are the things you need to start saying no to? What are the things you need to ask for help and delegate? You know, where can you shift things up a little bit? So I'm taking responsibility and not making excuses for the goal any longer. All right, you guys, other things that were super important to me um, last year was, you know, just helping my team to produce a certain number of leaders in the organization. But what I realized in 2019 that when you are, is that I didn't spend enough just one-on-one -on, -one on the phone time. And I used to always do things as groups and pods, but what I'm learning and what I've learned from 2019 is that I've got to make sure that I'm doing more one-on-ones, that I'm really carving out that time for that personal connection to really help people just get down and dirty in their business and do these one-on-one -on -one mentorships with my runners. And I am so committed to making that happen in 2020 that I've already gone to my acuity scheduler and I have blocked out times when I'm available to mentor the people that are showing up and doing the work and matching my effort and intensity. And so that was another thing where I didn't get mad I didn't get upset that I didn't produce the number of leaders that I wanted. I got curious as to what have I changed? What have I done differently? How can I shift things around to make sure that I am in fact aligning the goals that I've set for myself with my daily activities? And that's been really key and really instrumental at helping me to just say, look, you're never a failure. You just, you just have to realign. And I can say with my whole heart, there were some things on that vision board that I just didn't work hard enough at, that they ended up not being top priorities, and I'm going to be okay with that. But here's what I want to say to you guys. As we go into it, I don't know if you've noticed, as I've been talking, I've been talking about this pattern, and I'll give you one last example, and then I'm going to dissect this eating my frog. I have this on my vision board. It says, go to bed at 10 p.m. By 10 p.m. every night, you will be in bed. And, and I have a goal of getting at least seven hours of sleep at night. And, the, and why is because I know that I am able to mentally focus. I'm at my peak performance when I get about seven to eight hours of sleep a night. I notice that I am able to be creative, I am patient, I am energized about my day, like I am on it when I get enough sleep at night. When I'm not, I have a dull headache, I'm, my brain is foggy, I'm agitated, I'm more irritated, and I know that about myself. So now, if I say I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, and my goal is to get seven hours of sleep a night, now, how am I going to get there? That means that I'm gonna to go to bed, I'm gonna start the bedtime routine a little bit earlier. Seven o'clock at night, it's gonna be my time. Make myself a cup of chamomile tea, grab a book, do my journal, get the kids ready for bed. As they're getting their bedtime routine done, I'm working on my routine, everybody's winding down, and by 9.30, I'm in my room, and I'm not on my phone, I'm not scrolling, I'm not looking what Joe Schmo is doing over on his Instagram account, and revving up my brain at 9.30 at night. My phone is on what is called nighttime mode. So important, 
emergency calls can get through from parents and spouses and people that would need to be able to contact me, but everything else is silenced until 8 a.m. the next morning. You guys, I didn't just set the goal to go to bed earlier. I even thought through the steps of what I was going to need to do and at what times to make sure that I was in bed at that time. Same thing. If you want to start waking up early, you can't expect to get up at 5 a.m., but if you're going to bed at 1 in the morning, you're going to hit the snooze. You're going to sleep in. You're not going to be able to get going in the morning. So we've got to be able to think through the goals we're putting on our goal board to make sure that we're willing to do the actions that need to be taken in order for those goals to become a reality. Amen? Amen. Okay. So now, there's all of you out there, and I, I talk to people on a daily basis. That's what I do. I help people change their lives, whether it's health or fitness or business, and I get excuses. I don't have time. I don't have the money. My kids don't sleep through the night. My kids are little. I work a full-time job. I get it. I get it. But here's the bottom line. There will always be a sacrifice required to do something different than what you're doing now. So is it worth it to you? Is the cost is the sacrifice worth what the outcome can be when you succeed at the goal you're setting out to do? All right. So ask yourself that. Is the cost that I am willing to invest, is it worth it for the outcome I will get when I succeed? Then if the answer is yes, the next step is I need to not just wish to have a different life. I need to look at my day, my week, and my month and choose to create a different life by the, by the things I'm saying yes and no to. So I open up my planner. And yes, I put on that planner all the things that I want to do for the week ahead. It's already on there. You know, my kids' sporting activities are on there, doctor's appointments, um, pick up and drop off, and anything else that needs to happen, important meetings. But then I say to myself, in my business, in my life, what are the things, the daily tasks that are going to help me get to where I want to be? If I want to produce enough income in my side hustle to be able to go part-time in my full-time job, to be able to leave my full-time job, to be able to replace or double my income, what is the list of the activities that I'm going to need to do? And they're very tangible. And I guarantee you that those activities are things that you would rather not do. I promise they are things that you would rather not do. But those are always the things that make the biggest difference. If you are in sales, it is picking up the phone and making that sales call. It is doing that follow-up. It is creating that new connection. It is asking somebody for a referral. If you run a social media-based business, it is posting a success story. It is tooting your own horn. It is making a recruiting post. It is inviting people and creating new connections through your social media. Friends, those are the things that should have space on your calendar. Not scrolling the news feed to get inspired, not searching for Pinterest to get ideas, not watching your 10,000th training. It is the things you know that are gonna move you forward. So even starting tomorrow, I know it's New Year's Eve, but I bet you some of you have some goals that you wanna hit. And you know you wanna make those goals a reality. So what are the top three to five activities and tasks you need to do before you will let yourself go celebrate on New Year's Eve? 
Or if you're listening to this and it's already past New Year's Eve, what are the three things that you are going to do before you go to bed tonight that are going to move the needle forward in your business? What are the income producing activities? Now, my challenge to you is can you put them on your calendar every day? Can you be accountable to it? Because if you can't be accountable to your daily activities, you are just, it's just a hobby. You are not really running a business. Because the goal is to start creating an income. And an income only happens when you focus on the right tasks every single day. So now, whether it's waking up early or exercising or eating the right foods or building an income or growing a team or starting a podcast, everything starts with the single step. And that everything rises and falls on your ability to show up even when you don't feel like it. So I, Melanie Mitro, eat my frog every single day. The number one thing I don't want to do, but I know is going to produce the biggest results. And for me, that honestly is invites. It's doing my email follow-ups. It's making those posts where there's strong calls to action. I want to serve people. I could give free content away all day, every day, but I also have a service to offer. And if I don't offer it, if I don't let people know it's there, if I don't make those calls to action, if I don't get in full on people's heartstrings, they're not going to know. And they're going to sign up with some other business coach or life coach or health and fitness coach because I didn't provide them with the offer. I didn't personally reach out. I didn't send that follow up. And that's one thing that I practice and I preach to the people that I mentor. So you guys, get the book, Eat That Frog, Brian Tracy, sit down, create your vision board, and then ask yourself, what are the tasks that I need to do every day? top three business producing activities I need to do to make sure that my goals by the end of 2020 become the reality. Be committed to eating that frog. I actually want you to show up on social and I want you to hashtag me. Hashtag Melanie, I ate my frog today, right? Ate my frog, hashtag Melanie Mitchell. Whatever, I wanna hear it. I wanna know that you're eating your frog and I'm gonna be doing the exact same thing. And when you get so aligned to where you want to go in that direction, I guarantee you're going to look back 365 days from today and you're going to be like, I freaking did it. I made the goal a reality and it happened because I chose to do the work that most people are not willing to do because I had a dream that kept me up at night or made me get out of bed in the morning. And I kept myself so laser focused on it that even when the road got tough, I wasn't willing to throw in the towel. All right, you guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope this got you fired up. Remember, top three things. What are you going to do before you go to bed tonight so that you are eating your frog? And remember, guys, remember, success takes time and you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And I'm so glad that you are here listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast episode today. Take care and see you soon.